everybody. This is John with Ubaldi Reports, and with me is my co-host, Joe Bitts. And for those who are listening, both of us are retired combat Marines who have served in Iraq and Afghanistan. So how's it going, Joe? Oh, great, John. Good. So a lot's going on. A lot of stuff's going on. But this podcast, we're going to talk really about immigration. Yeah. And it's really, it's like one of the hottest topics. It is the hottest topic right now in, when it comes to our country. It is. It didn't start off like that. First, the President Biden denied it was a crisis, said it was a challenge. Why don't we go a little bit further ahead and when he started signing those executive orders, just taking away whatever Trump's policies had in place. Well, even go back further than that, it really started in 2019, even before that. When Trump was doing what he was doing, it's fits and starts to get the border secured. And there yep. were surges of immigrants coming across the border. So he did everything he could, limited this, did this, build a border wall. And he got it stabilized. And then he worked with Mexico saying, no, if they're going to apply for asylum, they're going to do it in Mexico. And 90 percent get rejected anyway, because what they're seeking is not grounds for asylum. Yeah, their tortilla factory burning down does not qualify them to seek asylum. Exactly. Now, the other thing is, even in Central America, where most of these migrants are coming from, he said, we're not giving you any more money. You got to do X, Y, Z before you get more money. Yeah. And you got to prove you're doing stuff. So things were working there. And then then the Joe, then in, in 2019, when they started to run for president, all the Democrats, especially in June of 2019, the moderator asked them in the debate, would all of you include illegal immigrants in your health care plan? Every one of them raised their hand. So then Joe Biden had, there was a segment out there. He was completely really getting into somebody's face, not in a vindictive way, but he was trying to press his point. And he said, for a country that over 330 million people, we can take in 2 million people, no problem. Come on, man, we can do this. So they were railing against everything that Trump did with regard to immigration. So then in December, once he wins the election, then comes December, and he said, don't come now. We're not ready. Come We'll let you know. But they didn't get that. They just said, oh, he's more welcoming. We're coming now. So they didn't get that memo? <laughs> they didn't get that memo. So they crossed the border, and especially you got all these unaccompanied minors. They're coming in, and they're allowed to stay. Mm -hmm. So what would you do? You would go to America. So when it comes to the border wall, they still have to build that thing, don't they? Isn't it? Just because Biden, I guess, wrote an executive order stopping it? or It's pretty much stopped right now. But doesn't Congress dictate the, the, those funds? Congress dictates the funding, but since Congress is controlled by the Democrats, they can pull those funds back right now. Oh, they can? Oh. Anytime they can pull those funds? Yeah. Okay. Because I was maybe like something, you know, because there's still people that have, there's still contracts out to get that wall. That's finished. all done. They're They're just frozen now. See, the president just spends the money Congress allocates. Yeah. Congress can stop. It's like going into war hmm. like they did in Vietnam. And once they American troops pulled out, Congress just stops, stopped the expenditures. And that ended it. Okay. Uh, so also a lot of immigration stuff going on is that the, I guess they gave, was it 80 million to ICE? to do it for the hotels, $82 million. It's some It's something like that. I can't remember the exact figures, but it's something like that. It's unseemly how much they're spending to put migrants up in hotels. Yes, and then also there was like some calculations going on that, okay, this family or each person 
each person has like this dollar amount assigned to them. So let's say $70,000 per person. What you could do is you could take 75,000 times it by four, and then you have enough money right there to guess what? Buy that, buy those people a house versus putting them up. But it's all this is. Is temporary things. Now, Tom Homan, who used to be the acting director of ICE under the Trump administration, and he's been dealing with the border, whether in Border Patrol or being part of ICE and everything for decades. And his interpretation, this is all pre-planned. He believes that the Democrats, they don't want to stop this because they believe in open borders, because they believe that more immigrants or migrants or whatever you want to call them come into the United States, eventually they'll become citizens, and then they can, they'll vote loyal Democrats. But see, the thing is, all this was pre was we all knew this was going to happen. Now the question is, what are you going to do about it? And it doesn't seem like they're doing much of anything. Uh, he Didn't he task uh, a majority of this with Kamala Harris? He did task his vice president to be the border czar. And then she, all of a sudden she, they walked it back and said, no, she's been tasked to go to the country of, to deal with it in the country of origin, meaning Central America. Okay, but let's go. Didn't at first she like to laugh it off? She laughed it off when someone asked her, are you going to go to the border? And she goes, you mean like today? No, it's not going to happen today, and she laughed it off. But mm-hmm. the point is, she was put in charge, whether it's the, the borders are the, the borders are or dealing with the country of origin. The question that nobody knows is where is she at right now? She there's no plans for her to fly to Central America. She hasn't taken any press conferences since she's been vice president. Yeah, she's taken minimal questions except when she's like on a tarmac and you shout the questions. It's just. It's a far cry when Mike Pence was taking the lead on the coronavirus. He held press conferences. He was actively engaged. You could see he was doing something. But I think that just kind of tells you the kind of administration that we're dealing with here, where the Trump administration, along with Mike Pence, they were just like, they were almost, they would go out of their way to make sure that the America, uh, that the, the American public knew what was going on, even though they know that they were almost hated by the media yeah. but they would but they would talk to them no matter what now it just seems like this administration is like dodging them like bullets to avoid anything and there's a lot going on especially how everything is set up in the border camps and how there's even like uh we had one senator he was taking pictures and he was getting blocked that was ted cruz and just be like you need to respect these people. You need to respect this. You need to respect that. But nobody uh, is understanding that you're disrespecting them because you're leaving them crumpled in a in a pile in, in a room. But it's the, here's the th- thing. Yeah, the Republicans went down there and they took these pictures. The first pictures that came out was by a Democratic congressman from Texas, Henry Cuellar, and he sh- and he showed the de- despicable living conditions they were in, and then. During last week's border, excuse me, last week's press conference with Joe Biden, his first one he's given since he's been president, they pressed him. The incoherent one you're talking about? Yeah, the media has been banned until just yesterday when they had a video camera go through and they showed these cramped living conditions. But the media has been banned, and the the follow-up question was, so when are you going to allow us? I don't know. Now, think about this. What would have happened and how would the media have responded if Donald Trump would have said, you can't go? Mm-hmm. Or how would the media have responded or how would Democratic senators 
respond if a Trump official said you can't take pictures. You got to respect them and try to block it. Their heads would have exploded. Yes, they would. And then, but let's go back to it's. I don't know why people don't see it, but it's oh. You'll come down and you can see it here in a few little bit while they're just kind of like they're sweeping up real quick. They're kind of like just making sure everything looks nice and neat and tidy for the, the the news. I really think that the news is borderline on the cusp about just saying, you know what, screw it. They're not giving us what we want. We're just going to take what we need. Oh, but see, the media was so disingenuous on this beginning in when they had the first Democratic primary debate. That really wasn't a big issue about providing health care for all illegal immigrants. California spends about $25 billion annually on everything dealing with illegal immigrants or family. And where's the media? Why haven't they pressed the Democrats on this? Whereas like Ocasio-Cortez came out and said, you can't use the word surge. This isn't a military operation. And this is like white supremacy. And I'm like, so where is Mm Ocasio-Cortez? She hasn't seen the border. Where is Joe Biden hasn't seen the border? Kamala Harris, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, they were all railing against Trump. So why haven't you gone down to the border? And can you imagine? It's a different photo op opportunity. It is, but it shows we don't have an independent media. Because think about this. How would the narrative have been different if video cameras would have went in and saw what they saw there? And then Joe Biden's talking about telling all the governors, hey, tell your states to remask up because we don't want another fourth wave. But yet you're allowing hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants to come and they're cramped in these. Yeah, they're allowing the fourth wave in. Yeah, you're allowing people to come in. We don't know their health history. And then they've got a lot of them. I don't know the percentages. But it's a high percentage who've got COVID. They're not testing them for that. They've got people crammed in these conditional buildings or structures. Some got COVID. So you, they're not even looking at the symptoms of COVID. And how would you like to be getting a job at the Department of Homeland Security? And guess what? You're a babysitter now. I got a friend of mine who I served with. He retired from the Border Patrol. He mentioned, he goes, he's glad he's out. But he hears stories from his fellow Border Patrol agents. It's a disaster there. And then they found four illegals crossing the border. We're on the FBI terror watch list. Yeah. So this is the question that the, the president should have been really pressed on, but he really wasn't. No. And there's no foreseeable solution. They're not even, it's not even going down there. And then you've got, and we'll talk about this in a, in a subsequent podcast when it comes to education. Then you got San Diego Unified School District teaching migrant children. Now they will not teach their city, their fellow students in the San Diego Unified District. No. But they'll teach migrants who've been affected, who may have COVID nineteen. Yes, and then also remember the their the taxes are would pay for the teachers and the school district and stuff like that. So there's their tax dollars just going to waste because oh these immigrant these uh, migrant uh, children they need an education too. They might have COVID, but you're good, right? Yeah, it, it's just. Now, we all know that the immigra- the uh, immigration system is out of whack, but it hasn't been fixed in, four- in 30 years. Yeah. Now, Democrats are always supporting immigrant rights and all that stuff, but I would ask every one of the 435 members of the House of Representatives and whatever, how many 200 and plus Democrats, or even I would ask Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, have you submitted an immigration reform measure? 
Have they? Or well, where have they been? Because I haven't heard of them as of late. You would hear them all the time when, during the Trump administration. But now that Biden's sitting up there, you don't hear that much of them. But even Biden said in the first 100 days, I will submit a comprehensive immigration reform. Where, where, where is it? You can't tell me not one senator who's on the... Homeland Security Committee or House member can't submit, at least put a bill up and have it debated and have it try to go through compromise to see what we can get. I think this is like a kind of, but they're never going to do it. It's you were right moment for the previous administration. They were just opposite of what Trump wanted to do, that they were like, Closed borders? We want open borders, okay? And I think it was like just a hard jerk to the right, and they didn't realize it, how bad it was until it finally happened, and it's in their backyard, and they're like, okay, we screwed up. It's interesting you say that because I spoke at a Rotary Club in California. This was, I think, about days after Barack Obama won the presidency, and someone rose their hand. I asked, you know, opened it up to questions, and he goes— what would you advise President Obama as he becomes president? I said, don't overturn everything the previous administration does. Pick and choose, because there's some things that the previous administration did really well. Like George Bush gets a lot of credit for dropping the AIDS and malaria and other diseases in Africa. He plum that plummeted because he went around the corrupt governments and gave it directly to the people through the NGOs and other nonprofits. Okay, well, I want to take a minute. What good thus far, and it hasn't even been 100 days yet, but what good has Biden done so far? There has to have been something that is a very positive. The for- only thing that I can say right now is that he's done different than what President Trump did is he's took down the he dialed down the volume. He's just low key Joe Biden. But that, I think that's more of a I think it's more of a cover. It is than a, than an actual. But it, low key doesn't create drama and all that because you don't get him in front of the camera. Trump was always in front of the camera. Trump always had to be the center of the tension and all that stuff. But the problem is he's overturning a lot of these executive orders. Obviously, for this podcast, every executive order, I mean every issue regarding immigration has been overturned. He just overturned the guest worse, guest visa workers and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So everything that Trump did, we got to do the opposite. Instead of looking at the border and say, okay, the border is stabilized. Let's leave it alone. And, and Joe Biden has not been able to stand up to the progressives because they just believe in the open border theory. Now, mm-hmm. when it comes to Central America, this is where the media should be asking Kamala Harris, going by Jen Psaki, the press spokesman. She's now going to deal with the country of origin. Okay. So my question is, what are you going to do? What is your strategy for keeping these people in Central America? We give them billions of dollars in aid. What are they doing with their money? You've got a leader in all these countries. Have they respected the rule of law? Do they have an, an open and independent media? Do they have judicial system that is not corrupt, is not tied to the ruling party? Yeah. Do they have an independent judiciary? Is the legislature independent from the, the president? Can the president doesn't have the authority to just change the Constitution out? That's the beauty of our country. The president can't do that. Yeah. So what about property rights? That's the fundamental aspect of the American economic and legal and economic system is your property is yours. Yeah. Like you own a house. The government can't tell you what to do. 
to your house. That mm-hmm. is your house. But they don't have those rights in those countries. Yeah. But is it is there any incentive for the country to keep their citizens in? No, because like you take Mexico as an example. Mexico Mexican citizens come to the United States. There's no incentive for Mexico to keep their citizens because they like it because their second leading revenue source outside of oil is remittance of money coming from the United States back to their families in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Why would they want to stop that? Some of these, I know California did a $7.9 billion economic stimulus package, and everybody gets $600, $600 including illegals. Are they going to keep it and spend it in the United States? Or are they shipping that back to their families? So your tax dollars are going to somebody else to send it back to their families in Mexico. Yeah. And they're, like, like you said, there's no incentive those countries to say, oh, oh just stay here. We'll, we'll grow more. It's, and then the also administration, Biden's administration also is like, we, we want to take in these many children per year. But here's the point. There's a big fight about separating children from their families. First of all, do those kids belong to those children? Those, do those children belong to those adults? Or are those adults just using those children? To remain in the United States. One of the press conferences, I think it was Jen Psaki, and then she just pretty much told every coyote and human trafficker what to do is that simply just put a phone number in the pockets of the kids that you're sending over. And then when they go over, they're going to call the number and then they got somebody picking them up. And she said that. On live TV. When we get to par- yeah. Patreon, then yeah. I'll give my real feelings. <laughs> but for the meantime, on this one, think about that for a second. You're going to have a coyote or a cartel member yeah. is going to take a child, put their number, make sure their child has their number. They got even reports have been coming out. They've got wristbands and they're color coded. I'm not saying, I'm just guessing on the color code. Let's say blue means don't harm this person because this person has paid their money. Oh, okay. This person will pay, so this person hasn't paid. Mm-hmm. So you can do whatever you want with that. Well, it's also like just another form of they're bringing, okay, loosely they're bringing slave labor in with just no vessel. They're just Even still, has everybody heard of human trafficking that we're so against? We're allowing cartel members to take minor children thousands of miles to the United States and just dump them off. Think about it. I was watching the video. Okay, you have kids. Yeah. Let's just say your oldest son, your son is what, 10? 11. 11. And your daughter is what, five, four? It should be five, yeah. Okay. What would you, how would you feel or how would your kids feel if they were 10 and five in one of those facilities? They don't know anybody. They're scared out of their wits. How many of them speak any kind of English? Yeah. Even if they did speak English, let's say they speak English. They don't know who is who. They don't know where they're going. But they were sent on a, an arduous journey from Central America. I'm getting anxiety just thinking about this right now. And you're having, you're, they've been turned over to a coyote. You give them the money. And once the coyote takes them, they don't know what happens to those kids. Yeah. And not to be graphic about it, what if it's a girl? What happens to her? Yeah. Along the way. 
No, that's, you're encouraging this to happen. Yeah, and I think that's like a big one of the flaws that we've noticed about our the current administration going on is that they're just like they were really quick to pump the brakes, saying, "Okay, hold on, we have they reversed any reversed back to any Trump no, policies? They can't. The reason why they can't because then they would show that Trump was right, and in their progressive base, anything that Trump was associated with is wrong. So we can't, they can't go back. So we stuck in this, this mode, just keep coming in. And the migrants and the illegals know, I did an article, this is way before Biden or Trump, at least Biden started to run. And they did a Gallup, which is a pretty reputable pollster, said 45% of everybody in Latin America would like to immigrate to the United States. And they were talking about 2 million a year trying to get over here. Yeah. So if you have an open, porous border, it's not just migrants or illegals crossing. You got drugs, you got weapons, you got, like I said earlier, there's four individuals who are on the FBI terror watch list Mm -hmm. that crossed the border. So if these four cross, who else is coming across? And there was one news report showed there were other nations, citizens from other nations, few from Africa and other places crossing that border. We don't know who they are. Yeah, and why not? Because everywhere else, even if you have to go through Canada, you don't need to go all the process of getting a visa. You could just just fly into Mexico and then just walk on through and then bingo, but, bingo. But see, the other thing is, it's not that we're, like, even if someone's listening to this podcast may disagree with everything that we've said. It's not that we're anti-immigrant. I think immigrants made this country what it is. My dad was an immigrant. Yeah. But this isn't the, the, the 19th, early 20th century. When my father came across, he came from Italy to the United States. He had a grade school education. But most of America had grade school education. What people need to understand, even those who fought World War II, some of them just minimal education. Well, going back to the immigration thing, too, I was like, I'm not against immigration either, but I do think there's a process. I don't think the process should cost as much as it it does. But, hey, here's your Social Security number. Here's where you start filing your taxes. Let's go. I'm all for people having accountability for the money. I got my money. I pay my taxes. So why not anybody else? And a lot of these things that you'll notice is that these immigrants are getting underpaid. They're getting horrible working conditions. And, you know, there's a lot of other things when it comes to working. And then they pay cash only. There's no no money. So they're not being set up well for this country. And then there's people taking advantage of that. There is. But here's the other thing. It's like I said with my father. He came to America when everybody pretty much had the same educational level, where you can get a job. Let's say you had no high school diploma like he did. You can get a job in construction, and you can get a job in manufacturing, and you can raise a family, live the American dream, buy a house. Then over the years in construction, for he was a welder. He got hurt on the job, went back to job retraining, and was trained as a welder. When he was an iron worker. So he built a lot of structural buildings. He had helped build some retrofitted, some bridges. But let's stick with the building. He started with rivets to, to rivet the steel together. Then they went to bolts. Then they went to this and that. You don't, And then he said, over time, you didn't need as many workers as you once did because technology got better equipment. Yeah. You look at a lot of buildings here today. 
it doesn't take as long as it once did. But even today, to you to be an iron worker like he did, you had to go through the apprenticeship school. You have to go through schooling, at least four years or plus of schooling hmm. before they allow you on the job site or at least up on the iron. And many feel my brother's a con- construction superintendent. He had to go through all the apprenticeship training to get to that point. Yeah. So we're bringing people in who have minimal skills, minimal education. They don't speak the language, and they're matriculating into the most modern, high-tech economy in the world. I would say majority of them don't have uh, upper skills, but I do know that there's got to be some kind of doctor or lawyer equivalents coming in as There's well. probably few of that. Well, because just the way it is, they're 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 not there because America's giving them more money than say Mexico. They're going there because I do believe there is some kind of harsh condition that they are being exposed to where they're like we need to get out of here. It just Well, okay, but that goes back to what Kamala Harris is supposed to do as the go to the country origin. Even former con- Democratic Congressman Harold um, Ford of Tennessee stated that America needs to focus on all these problems in these areas. But I would ask the congressman, okay, how do you do that? I work with a guy who's from Ecuador, and he said Ecuador's government is very corrupt. That's why one of the reasons he came here. But how does how would Representative Ford handle that? Mm-hmm. How do you get? These countries, we just give them money. How do we tell them, this is what you need to do? You need to fix this or we're not giving you any money. But then no one ever comes up with this last point. Yeah. Now, as an example, now this is not effective here, but we get it in Florida. Look what the Obama administration did to Cuba. Mm -hmm. They opened Cuba. They didn't put any conditions on the Cuban government. So Cuba was free to send its paramilitary, its intelligence services down into Venezuela I talked to someone at work. She lost uh, some close relatives who were killed in Venezuela. And mm-hmm. when I was talking with one of her friends there who's from Cuba, he, and I blamed the Obama administration, and he looked at me and said I was correct because Cuba was allowed to send its paramilitary groups, its intelligence. That's why the Venezuelan military hasn't rose up against Maduro. They don't know who's who. Okay. What do we propose to the listeners? That's a question that would be a good question to ask. For those listening to this podcast, what would you propose? What would you do to stop this immigrant wave? Now, for me, I think you go back to what Trump did, Mm -hmm. put those back into place. The second thing you have to do is, Representative Harold Ford said, you got to go to the country of origin and say, okay, listen, work with the the American OAS, Organization of American States. Say, listen, you guys got corrupt governments here. We can help work with you, but it's going to be conditional. And how can they ask that question, John? They can ask that question by going to UbaldiReports at gmail.com. That's UbaldiReports at gmail.com. You can go to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Type in Ubaldi Reports. If you go to Facebook, you can go to Ubaldi Reports group and leave a message there. But also, come up in April, we're going to be doing something different. We're going to be live streaming this podcast. And first of all, the first one is going to be like a soft launch where we're going to describe who Joe Bitts is, what his military Marine Corps career was to find out who I am, what my military career was. And then the second one is going to be on a particular topic. It could be immigration. It could be infrastructure. It could be whatever is big or 
pressing in the news at that time. But we're also going to do something different, and Joe's going to explain that. So we are we're starting a Patreon where you can get episodes as little as a dollar per episode, and you're going to get a more uncensored real and a raw opinion from John and I about what's really going on. You just heard him say earlier, that he's just, if you really want to know what I really think, we just need to get this Patreon going. And that's exactly what it is. It's just let us take the reins off Ubaldi reports and then we could just all put it in what we want to call Ubaldi reports declassified. So everybody watch out for that and then have a good day. Yeah. And keep listening to Ubaldi reports.